Hi everyone, welcome back to our little green pasture. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have every reason to praise the Lord, no matter what's going on. We have one higher than this world. We have one that's seated upon the throne. Our the great high priest who has passed through the heavens, who fills all things. The one who is the express image of God, who is God, who is seated at the right hand of God, upholding all things by the word of his power. And I want to direct your attention today to what you're looking at, who you're looking for. It has all to depend on that very thing. What you look at, you begin to take on what they're emanating what it's putting out or who is putting something out and we live in such a time right now that we you know we read those scripture in luke 21 26 it says men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and i'll tell you the powers of heaven that are that the lord is speaking about right here sorry i'm just trying to get comfortable in this chair um you know if if we're spending a lot of time over focused on the terror that's here the terror coming the fearful sights um our hearts are going to fail us I'm telling you, your heart will fail you. If you're spending much too much time looking at those things. Now, bear with me because I'm going to unpack what I mean. It says that the powers of heaven will be shaken. Well, so will the person who is looking so intently at the things that are being shaken. Because it does say in Hebrews 12, 25, he says, I will again shake the heaven and the earth is i'll shake everything until what is left can be shaken no more but we don't want to be shaken people we don't want to be people that are part-time looking at jesus and then quickly looking to the lord there comes a time where you have to part from this world you're in it i'm not talking about some kind of mystical experience I'm talking about a very real experience in your earthly mortal life, but a very spiritual experience because you're both. We're both of it. You know, we are one new man in Christ Jesus through the blood. He, he is made to be one of one blood, according to um, Acts. Paul was speaking to that the other day. I was reading about it and that he is made of one new body made out of his blood by his blood and so i want to talk about the things that you're looking at um and maybe i shouldn't say you but we'll all generalize it things people are looking at if you want maybe if i say you okay maybe it may fall on the person's ear that needs that might need to hear this um and also about a day that's coming you know my mother used to always say to me you know Joni." the day always comes a day always comes that something happens uh unexpectedly or a day that comes that is expected it's and and you could put that in a good or or bad 
uh, sense or term. But a day always comes. And a day is fast approaching for Jesus Christ to come back for his body, for the body of Christ. Now, before I get even going any further, I'm going to pray and I'm going to honor the Lord in this prayer because I love him so much. And I don't want you to hear me. I want you to hear him because I'm only a riverbed. But I pray today that my the banks of this riverbed will overflow like that of Jordan in its season. I pray it be my season. I pray it be yours too. So, Father in heaven, I glorify and I extol the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise your name and I pray, Lord Jesus, that your name will be named upon this message. That, Lord Jesus, that you will overtake by your Holy Spirit that you will oversee every word that comes forth out of this belly. I don't want to give a, a word, Lord God, that feels like it's like a beat of a drum or a banging gong or a tinkling cymbal. I want nothing to do with it. I want the living waters. I call for the living waters. Let your living waters flow through me into other lives, Lord God, that it will flow through them into the lives of other, the endless, ceaseless stream of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you will be magnified in this message. That, Father, by the Spirit, you will reveal your Son and reveal into the hearts of those that are listening, Lord. Maybe something special someone needs to hear today. But I pray, Lord God, and I ask that you would give me courage and boldness. But, Lord, I pray that your waters, though they would some forth, come forth as a torrent sometimes through me, but that, Lord Jesus, you would also let your living waters come forth. Lord, as gentle streams and healing streams. Lord, be magnified. Lord, be magnified. Lord, I pray you will be exalted in this message. And let the Lord be exalted in the earth. We praise the name of the Lord. I now decrease that you will increase. I step back now. I lay it all down. And I pray that you will be heard completely. And Lord, thank you for your patience with me. Because I am like Moses who said, I stutter. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was really stirred this morning. Um, I woke up, you know how every night, you know, you know, we can be in different moods as we wake up, but every now and then, are you not stirred? Like, you, you know how there's a morning that comes or a day comes and you're stirred. There's something stirring you. And I want to be stirred in the Lord. You know, I, I'm going to say this, you know, recent, recently I was really giving, and actually it wasn't just that it was recently in a, a one-time thing. This has been something ongoing with me lately. I don't know for some three or four or five months. I don't know, but it's been increasing where I've said to the Lord, and I have strikingly felt it in me, where I've said to the Lord, I don't want any deadness in me. I pray that you cut it out of me, dead flesh, cut it out. It has no business in the spirit. It's weak. The flesh profits nothing and what am i going to do 
I don't want to do anything without the Lord. I've had enough of that in my life. I've heard enough of that in my life. I want the springs of living water. I want what Jesus offers when he says, come unto me, all ye, and drink of the living waters of life. I want the one who's sitting upon the throne. I'm going to always point to him. Everything I say, think, and do in my life points to him. Maybe not some things. Those are things that have to be repented of. You know, that's the human part. But amen, we're on the way, right? You're on the way. You know, um, I'm going to start with a story a friend uh, sent to me. Not sent to me, told me. She used to be a, uh, I think it's, you know how there's RNs, but I think they're called CVNs. And she told me one day, she said, you know, Joni, I used to work with, of course, these these uh, very old women. There was like a few of them. I think I think she said there was two or three of them, and all their husbands had died in in the world World War II. Of course, this was a long time ago. And she said to me, she said, you know, every day that I went into that room, those women, um, when I would go to dress them, you know, get them ready for the day. They always would let uh, make it known to me that they wanted to be dressed in their finest. They wanted to look their best. They wanted to dress up because in their dementia, their Alzheimer's, um, they had forgotten that their husband had died. Their husbands died. But they they told my friend back in those days, she they said we because each one of those women said, I'm waiting for my husband to come back and I want to look my best for him. Wow, that is love, isn't it? And shouldn't we have that kind of love for Christ that we're looking for a day to come? And I and I really feel this so strongly that, as I was saying about um, what's been happening to me for the last few months with an increase, is I've been telling the Lord, I want substance, Lord. I want the substance of the Lord. I want to be moved by in compassion. I want I want your life in me to overtake my life. I don't want to just say a word. I'd rather embed and tuck myself in you. I'd rather die in Christ, be made alive in Christ. I want and I'm looking for you and you know one day Something moved me so much that it struck my heart like I felt an arrow go through my heart. And I mean, I felt I feel like I can cry just saying this, but it moved me. And I know it was what God wanted to move me. He wanted me to feel it and to know it so that I could ask for it. You know, to strike the rock of my heart, let waters gush forth it like rivers in the wilderness and let them become let them water the people and the animals and let them become tributaries in the world. Spiritual waters that flow down. And I saw a picture of a dog and it was night. And it was a woman posted something on Instagram. 
And the picture was, it looked like a beagle, an old one. And she had brought a big pillow and blankets and made a bed for it at a gas station right there on the island in between the tanks. And it struck me. I, I felt this flood come into my heart. And I said, Lord, what other life is there? What am I supposed to do with this life? Am I just going to do this and do that? I said, Lord, I'm 60 years old now. And whatever is left of my life, crucify it and come forth in glory. Let your life come forth in my life. And that's what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to live in that life. And I pray to God right now that he cracks, breaks, strikes your heart the hardness of it so that out of it will flow those rivers of living water that his life come down into you and i i know that the lord is doing that in me and that tells me because it god doesn't do anything just so i get a he entertains me he doesn't do things to entertain you He's not an entertaining God. Satan is an entertaining God. He's the one that wants to do, get you all excited and get you out in the flesh and, and get you involved in religious carnival activity, get you involved in the spirit of this world, which is enmity with God. It's not a friend of God. It's not even your friend. Jesus is your friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the one that you can have confidence in. He's the one that says that by the spirit in Philippians, it says being confident of this very thing, that he that has began a good work in you will be able to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just you got to let him do it. Will you let him do it? Get, get out of the way of the Lord. Forsake this world. Forsake. It's emptiness. You know, I look at the news every day just like you do. And every day I see this person has died suddenly. This person was found dead in their home. These three people were in a fiery crash over the weekend. This person fell off a cliff taking a selfie. And on and on and on and on. And hell is enlarging its mouth to receive the multitude. You see, I'm looking at things more clearly because I'm seeing a day coming. And it's hastening and it is coming. And it's a day that the wicked don't want to see. But it's a day, another day is coming. We're looking for the day of Jesus Christ. You know, let me break from here and say this. My heart was really stirred and, I, and, and a wonderful uh, intercessor friend of mine sent me something. I was so stirred up. She knows me so well. I know you're listening. <laughs> so she sent me something to look at and it's I believe a core rumor going on and uh I'm not and listen you know I I'm going to say that I I have this freedom now that the Lord has given me because I think I've died on the cross not completely there's still time to go but I'm just going to say it like it is there's this rumor uh going around I fully believe it's a rumor that SCOTUS um has uh made a decision to get the uh, current um, president out of office and to reinstate the former one. 
and everything and there's all this hyper fervor over it he's coming back he's coming back oh we'll have him reinstated and there is this clamor and this noise and it's all horizontal and everybody's trying to have this nation be a um a uh an entire you know nation you know the you know the government turned over to jesus uh, christ and having the former president be the one who's coming back and everybody is more interested in the second coming of this man than the man jesus christ and they're looking in the wrong direction and my heart was so stirred within me because the people that are looking for that man there's a whole other world out there that is in trouble wheat fields are burning down food production plants in the hundreds and are burning down have burned down they're all the animals are being killed that are supposed to be for the feeding of the people the world is drying up major reservoirs freshwater rivers and and there's and like sri lanka that that uh country folded it's out of control the president was being beaten up and running to the airplane i'm not laughing i think it's horrible and i can go on and on there's wars here there's war there we look at the middle east and there's droughts too and just so you know uh the red sea the, not the red sea um the sea of galilee has been drying up they're trying to pump water desalinized water into it but there's a horrible drought all over the world and that is happening in israel jordan has become a cesspool um it only flows with sewage that's all sewage water and people still go into it but the mouth of it is uh dried up you know jesus christ is coming again and he wants and, and he's showing you what's going on right now and it seems to never be enough because men are always looking for a man they're always trying to put a king in place they're always trying to put a kind of god man in place who will save what god is not saving this nation is beyond any kind of description corrupt filthy dirty and murderous and no man is going to be able to save it in fact jesus came and he said i did not come to bring peace but i came with the sword you know he says this world is already kindled he says what will i if it already be kindled and if it was already kindled i think it was kindled all the way back at the fall so look at what it is now so I'm looking for someone who's sitting on a throne right now, are you? And you know, the more I go uh, each day of my life, and not just because I'm 60 years old, if I was 20 years old, I would think, hopefully, um, if I knew, you know, whatever, I'm not gonna try to, if I knew what I knew then, if I knew now, you know, that whole thing. But people I know of all ages, they can sense the approaching of the Lord. There's something happening. There's a looking for and hastening into the coming of the Lord. You know, there's men's hearts that are failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. And I believe that's now, they're coming now. It is on the earth and it's going to increase with intensity. Read Revelation 
it starts out with the uh, a man, the white horse. It starts out in the red horse, war. Well, we already have wars until it gets to the point where the whole surface of the earth is resurfaced. John said he looked and there were no more islands. The mountains fled away. You know, all, everything in the sea died, will die. It says that a giant mountain, a burning mountain is going to slam into this earth. In Revelation chapter 8, you can read about that. And it's going to poison all the waters. It's going to slam into the into the ocean then another one wormwood's going to come and it's going to poison all waters on earth that are left are going to be poisoned euphrates is all but dried up right now making the way for the kings of the east the nile is dried up all, almost all dried up the tigris these ancient rivers these two remaining rivers that there was four rivers in the garden of eden two of which the ancient rivers still flow are almost all but dried up. The Lord is coming again. Are you paying attention? What are you looking for? Because I'll tell you what you are looking at, you're absorbing. You're making that the ultimate truth. Yes, you better believe I'm watching what's going on. I'm looking at real news, not the fake news. I have my sources. Just like you have yours, they're probably the same. And so you know what? I'm not letting it, I'm not going to be shaken by what's happening. You know why? Because the Lord told us he knows the end from the beginning. You know, I think about Peter who went to see in to see the end when Jesus was arrested. And years ago when I read that, I think, yeah, he went in to see the end. And and um, and in a human way, you know, he wanted to see what was going on, what was going to happen to him. But, you know, I thought to myself. From this modern point of history, yeah, Peter went in to see the end, but he did. He saw. He saw the end of Satan's power. He saw the end. I believe he watched probably from afar when Jesus hung on the cross. I don't believe he was hiding in some hole, even though it said he went out and wept bitterly. I believe he watched. He was there. He was somewhere watching. His best friend, his Lord, his master, the Messiah, the one who said, I believe you are the Messiah. And he watched Satan. He watched Satan's kingdom come to an end. Oh, he saw the end all right. But he also saw the beginning. A beginning that has no end. You're, are you part of it? Because if you are, then you don't have any reason to fear. You know, I was thinking about how Satan is attacking everybody with so much terror and so much fear. And I believe that everybody's hearts are being overtaken with so much fear. Everybody's trying to build up some you know, supply of food and this and that. And that's great. Do it. But the most powerful thing you will ever do is that you will stand on the side of the Lord and that you will believe not just, oh, look, at it says right here in his word, but you'll believe the one who gave the word, that you'll believe that man, Jesus Christ, the man, Christ Jesus, because, oh, he is alive. Oh, he is more than alive. 
and he's going to do just what he said. Remember, he says at the very end, behold, I come quickly. He says, these words are faithful and true. Write it down. Write it down. Because I'll tell you something. There's no cosmic eraser that's going to erase a word, not one jot or tittle that is written in this book will ever be erased. Oh, Satan will try to twist it through heresies, through a bunch of phony false prophets that are prophesying seven mountain mandates. And, you know, this we're going to get Mr. T back in office and he's going to and SCOTUS. It's like you're looking at the wrong government. We're at the end. We are at the end. And Jesus Christ is coming again to set up his his millennial kingdom, his kingdom of righteousness. And if that is not real to you, then I don't then I understand why you're looking at a government that cannot save you. Because it's written. I mean, I think of what it says in Hosea chapter eight. I forgot the exact verse, but it says no, Lamentations chapter four, it says, for we looked all day long unto a nation that we thought that could save us. This nation's not going to save you. This nation is falling now. It's a fallen nation. And the bricks are falling down. You know, um in Ezekiel he was prophesying about a tottering wall like a wall that was daubed with untempered mortar that it was a, a weak wall and that it would fall and you know what I had a dream I had a dream about three years ago of seeing that wall and it fell. And I'm not going to get into the details of it because I don't want to make it about this, that dream. You know, our hearts don't fail for fear. You know why? Because we're looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have hope. There is an excitement. And we're going to look weird to these people. And people all around us are going to be, what's up with them? They're so hyper-spiritualizing everything. You know what? I think of that, that old hymn. Um, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. And then in chorus says, you can have all of this world, give me Jesus. And you know, this world looks at Jesus as something like, yeah, we believe in Jesus. No, they don't. Because they are so of this world that they don't, they love this world, that therefore the love of God cannot be in them. But if you truly love the Lord, you know, I'll tell you something. I looked at this scripture this morning and it says in Malachi chapter 316, it says, then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And he responds and says, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. You know, 
are you one that fears the Lord? Because typically people that fear the Lord, they love him so much. They love him with joy unspeakable and full of glory. They cannot even begin to profess how they feel about the Lord and say it in human terms because there's no words that can adequately, adequately express that new birth life in them that rejoices in God our Savior that, that talk about him because they that do, it says they speak often one to another. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm always talking to my friends and my family and they talk to me and we're always talking about the Lord. And it says, and he hearkens unto it. He listens to every word you say. You know why? Because he wants to be a part of you. If two or three are together, you're talking about him. He's writing it down. He says, even for every thought you think. It says in the word, he says, I know every thought that cometh into your mind, saith the Lord, yea, every one of them. So if you're looking and constantly looking at the things of this world, then your thoughts are going to be constantly thinking, 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 thinking. I'm looking at the things of this world because I'm tying them into prophecy that's happening today. Yeah, the things that are going to be shaken will be shaken till nothing is left that can be shaken. It says here, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord, in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son. I believe the Lord. I do believe him. Are we going to see some hard things? Yes. Are we going to go through some scary things? Mm -hmm. Yes, but we will not be shaken. The heavens will be shaken. You know what heavens he's talking about? He's talking about the second heavens where Satan dwells, where Michael the archangel makes war with that dragon and his fallen angels, and they he gets thrown out of the second heavens, and then it's woe unto you, earth and sea, for the devil hath come down unto you, for and he hath great wrath, for he knows that his time is short. See, Satan knows time. Oh, Satan knows about time. He knows about time more than any of us think about time. Haven't you ever heard that saying, well, let's go waste some time. Satan doesn't waste time. Jesus doesn't waste time. We're the time wasters. I'll tell you something. Satan's got everybody running like a bunch of wind-up dolls, toys, in fear, running after those things of this earth. Everybody's trying so hard to stop what's happening it's like trying to piece put a piece of bubble gum on a crack of a dam there's nothing that's going to stop it and i love it where he says for behold the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud yea and all that do wickedly shall be stubble and the day that cometh shall burn them up saith the lord of hosts that it shall leave neither root nor branch but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Now, this is spoken. This word is to um, is for the millennial kingdom. I believe. I mean, so these are for the, you know, for the Jewish nation. He re in he makes a new covenant with them and they become the chief of nations during the millennial kingdom. 
but a day is coming. I want to focus your attention to the one who's seated upon the throne. I think about um, uh, Elijah. He had his Mount Carmel. I think of Jesus. He always went up into the mountain. I think of Saul of Tarsus when he uh, was born again. They said he didn't go to the, any of the disciples that were before him, but he went immediately up into Arabia. Now we know that where Arabia is, Mount Sinai is, and I believe that when he was there, he went up to that Mount Sinai, the same mountain Moses went. And the one that we love is in that spiritual mountain in heaven, a very real mountain we can't see today, but we will one day. You see, a day is coming. A day is coming for you and for me. That we will be in heaven and we will see the one that we served all our life. You're going to see him. Not with the eyes you have today, but you're going to see him. The one who died for you. And what manner of persons ought ye to be, seeing that you know this day is coming? You know, it says in 2 Peter 3, 10 through 13, it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So, we see that a day is coming. We see it coming. And I love what it says in 2 Peter 3.13. Nevertheless, we see there is a day coming for those that have rejected Christ and shook their fist. Because God's going to do everything he can to be merciful to every last soul on this earth. And there comes a time where he turns people over to it. But I'll tell you, I like how he differentiates. He says, nevertheless, we. According to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. See, are you looking for him to come? Are you looking for Christ? Are you looking? Who are you looking for? What are you looking for? See, this world's looking for a man to fix everything. And that man is the man of sin, the evil idol shepherd. Satan's man, the false Messiah. But I tell you this right now. I just want to say this. There is a day coming. Just like those, let me go. I want to go back to what those little old ladies, I'm sure they're home with the Lord now with their husbands. And in a sense, they waited for them and they got to be reunited with them. But those women tell a story. They tell us what to do. That every morning they dressed up in their finest. Because they were waiting for their husbands to come home. Every day, dress up in your finest. Give Christ your best. And be like those that wait for the Lord that when he comes and knocks. He will arise, that you will arise immediately and go with him because you were those that were waiting for him. Amen. Be careful about what you're looking at. You'll become that. 
Look at what's going around. But remember, God's shaking everything that cannot be shaken. And Christ in you can never be shaken. So don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Be full of joy. Remember, everything that Jesus is, is full. He's full of life, riches, glory, and they're all yours. He's on our side. He's on your side. Don't fear. Don't fear at all. Don't be shaken. And remember to look your finest every day for the bridegroom cometh and behold his reward is with him.